the sixth sick sheiks sixth sheeps sick the sixth <laughs> sick sheiks sheep sick no i messed that up no not at all but no. we're really warming up here okay yeah welcome back to miscellaneous important stuff just a quick note before i get to the episode summary there were some audio issues in this episode it gets a little bit glitchy but it's not too bad it will be worked out by next week today my friend marnie came on the show to talk about creativity and what it means to live a creative life she is a writer currently trying to get her novel published i've known marnie since we were both in seventh grade so it's been about 20 years now and i don't think either of us ever thought that this is where we would end up in life i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying you never know where you're going to be 20 years from now but here we were recording a podcast together so it's a good conversation i really enjoyed it i hope you guys do too here it is what is a creative life to you like right now um so like right now for me it's getting up really really early and writing that's my most creative time of the day is like 4 a.m 5 a.m that kind of time period and i know it's different for everybody like some people it's late at night like whatever but um if i can get up and write first thing during the day it sets the tone for my whole day and it makes me um it just puts me in a good frame of mind and i think for me living a creative life um just to always be making something like i want to do the podcast right now and Um, I want to start doing the author tube stuff on YouTube and just any of that stuff that like you get to make something. It's kind of a good, it's just a good feeling. Like it just feels really good. And for me, writing is the main part of that. Have you always felt that way though? Cause I've known you since seventh grade. That's right. You have. And I, you know, I don't think I would describe myself as creative in the same way as I am now back in seventh grade. So did you feel that way? No, I don't think I did because I, and I think both of us in seventh grade were athletes Yeah, and I was really tuned into that kind of mindset, which I think also drives the way that I'm ambitious with my creativity. Um, I think it might have something to do with it. There's probably like a therapist would probably really like to get into that. Make that connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I don't think I've always been, um, as laser focused as I am now because I think that's a probably a pretty good way to describe it it's very like I'm like a dog with a bone like I like once I get an idea in my head I'm like nope this is the only thing that we're going to focus on yeah but have let me think why why now though like why why do you feel that way now and what has changed hmm that's a really good question um I think I got serious about writing a few years ago. I always, I always loved to write. I wrote ever since I was little, like, um, the first story I ever wrote was like a, it was like a sci-fi, um, thing about this creature that came floating up out of the sea by this beach that my parents and I used to go vacation at. And I did that when I was really little and I wrote one and off throughout like high school. And then in college, my major was writing, but I never really took it seriously until a couple of years ago. And I don't know exactly what, shifted but I think there was this idea that I could make this my lifestyle like that kind of an idea and when I realized that I was like okay I'm all in like this because this feels so good like I love doing this um and then it just became what it is now 
Yeah, I, guess, I think that's what I'm most interested in because, you know, for a long time, especially growing up, I knew I wanted, well, I thought I wanted to just make movies mm-hmm. and I thought there was just a very clear path. Like you grow up, yeah. you go to film school, you make a movie, yeah. you sell it and just keep doing that. Yeah. I don't think it was too, um, more recently that I, I don't even know if I describe myself as a filmmaker. I just think of myself as a creative, mm-hmm. not an artist, not anything specific. I just like making things and now I'm interested in seeing how I can make that my life and make money. Yeah. So do you have a moment that you remember realizing that's what you wanted to do? Hmm. I think there was a moment um, when I went to my first writing conference. Um, I remember Kelly Armstrong was the speaker and when she got up there and she gave her keynote speech, I remember sitting in the audience and just being at that conference and being around other writers, I felt like I belonged for the first time in like forever. And then I got that feeling amplified like times a hundred when I went to Thriller Fest. And when I was at Thriller Fest and I pitched my novel, that's probably it. That, okay, now I have zeroed in on the moment. When I pitched my novel in New York City, I was like, I want to chase this feeling for the rest of my life. Like I was like, I want to make this my lifestyle. I want to make a living at this. I want to be able to sustain this for the rest of my life. And so that was probably, but I got serious about it before then, but that was probably the moment where I realized this is the right path. Like I'm doing the right thing. This is it. And how, since you're not, you know, at the place you want to be Mm -hmm. yet, how hard is it to make that happen? Because you, you know, most people, if you're creating and you want to do that and you're not doing that full time, making what you want, making money off of it, you have to work a, another job or you have yeah. to, you know, do a lot of things you don't want to do and then mm-hmm. find time to create. So yeah, what are the challenges for you now to get to that place? Um, well, actually, I was very fortunate when I decided that I was going to pursue writing seriously. Um, my mom, she was like, you can live here, like you can work a part-time job and just pay your bills, like not have to worry about rent. And um, that was a really big help for me, but it's also a very big sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's also a very big, like, you know, to be 31 years old and be like, yeah, I live at home. Like it's kind of, people look at you kind of like, hmm, you know, but um, I think that that's probably one of the biggest challenges. And I'm just, uh, I tutor part-time as an English tutor and that definitely is not something that I am passionate about or like, I mean, sometimes those kids drive me crazy. It's not what you wake up for. No, I don't, I don't wake up and think, Oh man, I can't wait to get on there and tutor those kids today. I can't wait for their little attitudes. Like it's just so great. No. Um, but when I get up in the morning and I am able to write and, think about and I can see like that clear vision of I'm going to make this my lifestyle somehow like I'm going to make this sustainable um that keeps me going and not the tutoring not the not the little brats yeah so what does success look like to you then because like I think for most people I think what people expect success to be is like you find a good job and Mm -hmm. you get married and you have Mm -hmm. kids and you have your own house right so what does your path look like to success For me right now, um, ultimately what I want is to make a career out of fiction. 
I want to be able to write fiction full time, um, not have to tutor, not have to do anything else. Um, and so for me to get to that point from where I'm at right now, right now I am what people like, people like to say pre-published instead of like unpublished, which I think is really funny. Um, but I am pre-published and I'm in the process right now of querying my second novel. So basically what that means is I'm sending it to agents saying like, Hey, would you be interested in representing me and trying to sell this to one of the major five publishers? And they either respond by saying, yes, let me see some more of it or saying no or saying nothing at all, which is probably like the worst response you can get is when they say nothing at all. But once I get an agent and then I sell that first book, I think that will be, I know that, um, people are always like, they're like, well, when will you be at the point where you feel successful? And I think even then I will still feel like there's more, like I still need to build this into a career. I still need to make this into something sustainable, but, um, that's for me right now. The goal this year is to get an agent. So when you do, let's say you're making a bunch of money. Okay. Writing. Let's say that. Let's yeah. just say let's it. say that. It'll happen. You, it's uh what is the the secret? You know that Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's say at least just like will it into we need, we need to think about it for like what is it, seventeen seconds or something yeah, like that. And it'll just happen. It'll just happen. You so, don't even have to do anything. Yeah, twenty nineteen's your year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How much longer we got? Like um, how many more seconds? I think, <laughs> to we're, make I think this we're there actually. Okay, good. So Okay, good. You'll I feel leave good. here and get a call from an agent. I guess I will, even without having like sent it to more than just the the one that I told you about. <laughs> But if you were, I mean, when you do, okay. when you do make a bunch of money, mm-hmm. do you think you'll just be happy? Because something that has stuck with me from this, um, I think it was from the Happiness Project book I read. Yeah. I probably reference it too much. But the one thing that stuck with me from that book is something called the arrival fallacy mm-hmm. that, you know, people think if they get to a certain point that they'll be happy and then I'll be it. You'll be done. You'll be good. Mm-hmm. You'll feel great forever. Mm-hmm. Um what do you see? What, what do you think is going to happen when you get to that point? I actually think about that a lot. Um, and I kind of have some anxiety about that because I wonder if I'll get to that point and it be a letdown, like kind of like, Oh, it's not, this isn't it. This isn't the Holy grail. Like this is just another thing that I've done. And, um, I think I'll be really, I think I'll be happy. Um, I think I'll feel validated in a way that, um, you can't really feel without being published. Mm -hmm. I think I would feel validated in that way. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot to be said for being content, not content, but being happy where you are and making the most of what you're doing right now to get to that point. Because like once you arrive there, there's no guarantee that you're gonna feel like, oh, I've made it, like this is the end, like I am game over, I feel good, like this <laughs> yeah. is like, you know, I, I don't think it's gonna be like that. Um, I hope that I'll be happy, but I think that that will have more to do with the work I do on myself along the way, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to, when I was making short films, I mean, I would obsess and I just work on it nonstop. And I think if I just finish this thing, mm-hmm. get it done, accomplish that, I'll feel so good. And then mm-hmm. I can like, and then I can start working on my life or I can start working on myself. Yeah. And 
you know, that never happened. Yeah. I'd finish it. And then I'd still feel like, man, I am not doing great. Mm-hmm. And then it would just cycle. I do it. I do that again, like mm-hmm. be a new movie or a new project. And, and so I've tried to get better about just enjoying the journey, which is so cliche. Like it's, yeah. oh, it's about the journey, but it is, but it is. Yeah. It's about enjoying where you're at because if you, you you know you get where you're going you're still going to want more oh yeah yeah and yeah it's 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 hard to do that though mm-hmm. it's really hard to do that and um i don't know there's um i don't know what the the number is but you know money there's always a question can money make you happy mm-hmm. and it will if you're like below the poverty line and then you yeah. you know you make a certain amount right but after i'm going to say like 70,000 mm mm-hmm any jump above that the the increase in happiness is very minimal and i kind of look at um creativity in that way like if i can find a way to just make a living doing it mm-hmm. that'll be like my jump from below the poverty level right to yeah normal as far as happiness mm-hmm. and then anything above that is just like maybe not that much but i'm getting to enjoy living this life yeah not struggling to just be able right to day-to-day make a living creating things mm-hmm. so I yeah that makes sense let me let me read you something okay i think this is a good time for it so this article the problem with living a creative life why artists struggle with relationships this is on psychology today.com i'm just going to read you the first couple paragraphs and then okay. i want to get your thoughts on it okay i'm ready um even though we're rarely able to devote our full time to the act of creation, it is in fact a full time job. When you're not actively doing it, you're resting from having done it and thinking about doing it again. Yes, the act of creation can be addictive, which means, as many creative people know, it can cause harm. It can, for instance, pull you away from other important aspects of your life, most notably relationships with other people. It's certainly no coincidence that many great artists throughout history have failed at maintaining long term relationships often divorcing not just once, but several times. Certainly this could be explained by the oversized egos many great artists have been said to possess, but I strongly suspect that the obsession with the creative act itself played a larger role for many. Um, hold on, I might read one more, more paragraph. Certainly creating something provides immense personal satisfaction, but artists are also drawn to create art by the desire to create value for others to, jo- to enjoy, to learn from, or to be inspired by. For some, the act of creation defines the meaning of life itself, and without the ability and the time to do it, no other activity of life is able to please. Mm. But against the desire to create must be, must be balanced other, create must be balanced other aspects of life. What do you think? Oh man, I feel called out. Um, <laughs> So, okay, so I mentioned going to Thriller Fest and when I pitched my book and when I came back to the hotel room that night, I remember I told my mom, I said, I will never get into another relationship unless it feels the way that it felt just a minute ago when I was pitching that book. And I have held true to that. Um, It's, and I don't know if that's entirely fair because I don't know that a relationship can make me feel that way. And that's kind of what that was talking about. Like the act of creating and like all of that is addictive. And, um, yeah, it's, 
I think it's really hard to have a relationship and be creative. It's it's hard. That's yeah. I think you can end up having a lonely life in some ways. Yeah. But in, in other ways, you're very fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Can you have both? I think it's possible because I think there are people. Um, I know that there are people who do it. Like I know there are. Um, writers and actors and directors and um any number of different creative people who have happy really well i mean i i think they look happy from the outside yeah like, exactly well, yeah what i see on instagram like it looks happy um but i mean i think it's possible i don't know how to do it but <laughs> i think like um it's i think it's probably something that you could learn how to make that work. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Yeah. I've always, I've always struggled with it and probably for other reasons too, but mm-hmm. I think I end up feeling like I'm not creating anymore. Yeah. It's almost like I can't have, I can't focus on one or the other. If I'm in a relationship and I'm really focused on that, I think I do really well. I think I end up being like a really good partner and mm-hmm. making someone feel great about themselves and yeah. about us. And yeah. then something will happen. And I'm like, man, I have not made something in a while. And I think, oh, well then I need to, I need to isolate myself. I need to right. be alone. I need to yeah. focus on this because they can't understand this. And so that's, that's. Yeah. I think that that, that feeling of um, not being understood is I think that's somewhere at the center of it, of, of like why it doesn't work with a creative person. Like, um, cause I know that definitely for me, like there was, um, I dated somebody back last summer and um, one of the things that I struggle with when it comes to a relationship is when someone wants all of my time. Mm-hmm. because like time is a huge part of being creative and you need that um those minutes hours to yourself like even if it's um it's kind of like was it in what you just read that it said it um even when you're not doing it you're kind of doing it like yeah and or if you're not doing it you're, you're recovering. recovering from it yes exactly and um and i think sometimes for that you need to be alone like you need that introverted time and i think that there are people who definitely don't understand that and they take it personally and um that that was why that ended like when i was seeing that person um he didn't like that i didn't want to give him more time than what i was willing to so that was kind of yeah it's hard to say that because it it, it sounds like you're saying well i i don't like you that much yeah 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 saying like no i you're a distraction yes in a good way Mm -hmm. because it is a distraction mm-hmm. and I, I usually end up wanting to give my time to that person because it feels nice. Right. But then it's hard to make yourself create because you do that. If, if somebody else is in the room with me, mm-hmm. I mean, outside of this, I mean, of course this is yeah, creating yeah, yeah. too, but we're yeah. having a conversation. But if I'm trying to make something, I really can't be sitting with somebody else. Right. I can't be talking to somebody else. Right. I just have to sit there and do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's been times where somebody wants to be there. Like, what if I just hang out? And I'm like, I will not do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's like when you're in college and 
you know, you have that significant other that's like, well, I'll just stay here while you study. Like, like we're not going to study. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, how am I? And I'm not going to get anything done. Like, um, and I think, I think that's why I like creating so much in the early morning because nobody's awake. Nobody's texting me. Nobody's doing any of that stuff. And that's another thing that I have found um, myself struggling with is like, I, I get smothered really easily. Like I get like, if like, if somebody's like, oh, well you want to do something tonight and tomorrow night and the next night. And like, um, and I don't have any of that time for myself. I kind of freak out. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that that partially has to do with the creativity too, though. Um, I feel like they're taking all my time and I don't have that time to myself and which sounds so it almost sounds like, I feel like it sounds very egotistical. Like I'm like, Oh, I need to create this great art. Like, you know, and you're like in the way, but, um, I need silence. I need. Yeah, exactly. Peace. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. No. And I think that's also a good thing. Cause you know yourself well enough to know that you need that time. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people probably haven't taken the time, um, to be more introspective and say, these are the things that I need. These are the things that make me happy. And then they end up getting in relationships that don't work and very clearly don't work, but they don't know why. Don't even look good on Instagram. Yeah. They they look good nowhere. Yeah. They also stay in them. Oh God. Yeah. Those. And that makes me insane. And I also, I just don't want to be that. And my problem right now is I've decided that I want to pursue, um, a creative life on my terms, Mm -hmm. but I work full time. advertising which i actually enjoy i enjoy my job i enjoy what i do but there's still not the freedom in it that i want i want to make what i want to make always and and like that article said if you're not creating you're resting from it Mm -hmm. and so i do that sometimes 8 10 12 hours a day and then if i really want to do something outside of advertising i gotta keep going i gotta push forward even though maybe i'd rather just rest from it. Right. So like if you add a relationship to that, that's a lot that makes it even more difficult. That's like, you won't sleep at all. Yeah. It's like, and the idea of creating 16, 18, 20 hours a day, like that's really hard to sustain. Oh yeah. And that's, I think when I usually end up really going downhill mm-hmm. with my own mental health. Yeah. 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 I oh. think I can handle it. I could do. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm the same way. Yeah. I like, I will, I, um, for a while I was doing the whole like time blocking method and I, the problem that when I do that is that I think if the highlighter says that I can do this for four hours, then I really can. And that's not normal for me to write that long, but I'll tell myself that it is Yeah, like, Oh, I can do that. Like I, I can totally do that. And I will definitely like overextend myself and think that I can do more than I really can. And I think that that's, I don't know. Like when I think about juggling in a relationship, it's kind of, I kind of am in that place too, where I'm like, am I just telling myself that I can really do this? And then there's part of me that's like, if, you know, I I go back to that thing of me saying, if someone doesn't make me feel as excited as I did when I pitched my book, like I kind of feel like, um, am I being fair? Like, can somebody else make me feel that way? Like, is that, or is that too much to put on another person? 
yeah like yeah so it's a lot lot to ask of somebody right yeah yeah and nobody is going to be capable of that all the time yeah like yeah it's and maybe it's because we're constantly looking for something that'll make us feel a certain way through creating Mm -hmm. things that when you look at a relationship you're like i i need it to feel this way like right if i'm gonna work on this thing yeah on this relationship i need it to make me feel the way right creating this other thing would yeah but that's not possible and it's not fair yeah yeah it's um i think that maybe i need to get to a point where i'm just like to where i just let it be what it is like that's kind of difficult that is so difficult like that is very that's really hard for me so i don't know like I don't even um, like I'm, I'm still on dating apps and stuff like that. But there's this part of me that like anytime I start a conversation with someone, I'm just like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, why, why am I doing this? It's just going to end poorly. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, there's no point in this. Like, I should just stop. But that and that's the thing. You really got to force yourself through that miserable time. Yeah. Because it's not really fun. Yeah. Dating anymore. I think I, I used to enjoy it. Now I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Same. Yes. Same. Like, do I have to? Yeah. Maybe something yeah. good will happen. Yeah. Most likely not. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> be pessimistic and yeah, exactly. sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've. I. It's just. I think, like you said, it's just about letting it be whatever it is. But I have such high expectations. Yeah. Of what a relationship should be, and that's probably not fair. But then I think I can be alone. I think we all can. You got to find your happiness within yourself. Oh, yeah. You really can't expect somebody else to do that for you. But then if I'm doing that and I'm happy by myself, then why do I need somebody else? Yeah, exactly. There's the companionship part. I mean, I just went on a trip by myself, which was fun. But would it have been more fun if I had somebody traveling with me? Probably. Yeah. I know what you mean. I don't want to stop that that let i don't want to let that stop me from doing things right yeah absolutely and it shouldn't yeah it's just yeah different because i i feel like at this point i'm kind of i've kind of gotten to the point where i'm like i am happy alone and i've been happy alone for quite a while now um which doesn't mean that i'm not still like looking for something but there's also a part of me that's very okay if that never happens like, it's like, that's okay if that never happens, if that's not supposed to, if I'm supposed to be alone, that's okay. Like, because I know a lot of people that are very scared of being alone. Oh, yeah. Like, terrified. Like, will settle for anything to avoid being alone. And I'm like, you are crazy. This is, no. Like, there are so many worse things than being alone. <laughs> yes, because you can be just as miserable, no, more miserable in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's not, yeah. if it's not right. Yeah. More trapped. Mm-hmm. No freedom because you're yeah. married and maybe you have kids. And, oh, God. And you're staying together for the kids. Yeah. And maybe you're having another kid to save the marriage. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. I think if I had to, I could be alone. But I also, I really enjoy connection. And maybe right. that's the, you know, why I am creative in the way I am and. I'd want to make things that connect with people. And yeah, so 
it's difficult in that way because mm-hmm. I don't really want to be alone because I like people. Yeah. But it seems better than the alternative. Yeah. God, we're just just a couple of Debbie Downers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't hear a lot of positive stories. I feel like. Yeah, I I feel like really the only I was trying to like go through in my mind of like creative people that I know that are in good relationships or at least relationships that seem good to me, like people I don't know personally. Um, and you look at like, like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, like they've been together forever. Like there's them and like, um, but they've never married. Maybe that, maybe that's the key. Maybe that is the key. Like maybe that just, they decided, I don't know what the deal is with that for them, but, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. What about marriage? Like, are you anti-marriage? Are you pro-marriage? So I am open to the idea of marriage. Yeah. I really root for other people and their marriage, Mm -hmm. their relationships. I want to see other people happy. Maybe because it gives me more hope, but yeah, I love the idea of marriage and committing Mm -hmm. to someone and being happy with that. I just, I don't think I've been surrounded by a lot of positive relationships Mm -hmm. that give me too much hope so when i see yeah. any that are good i'm like you guys you guys you did it yeah. you did it good yeah. for you oh yeah i can relate to that yeah yeah do you think you said you're you're okay with the idea of being alone but would do you really want to be married Ooh. i don't know i think um i know that people say like if it's the right person you'll change your mind and like all of that which I think is kind of cliche, but I think it's probably also true. Yeah. Like, I think if it is the right person, you'll be like, you know, this does seem like a good idea. Like, even if it's not like, you know, um, which I think it would be a good idea if it was the right person. I think, um, I am open to the idea also. Like, I think that's a good way to put it. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I got to get married. That's like a life goal or anything like that. But if I found somebody that was the right person and they were interested in doing that, like, I would be open to it. Yeah. So I feel like that happens a lot where people are like, I'm never getting married. Yeah. I refuse. And then like a year later they're engaged. Like, yeah. What exactly. happened? I don't know. Yeah. She just seemed great and yeah. happy. Uh, my therapist put it just relationships in a really great way. Cause I'm always like, I need to know, I need to know if this is going to last. <laughs> The first sign of anything bad happening, I'm like, I got to get out. It's the right thing yeah. to do. I don't want to like prolong this. If it's not going to go well, I'm having bad feelings. Yeah. Let's just end it. Yeah. Right now. And my therapist is like, well, you know, every relationship will end. That's true. All of them. Yeah. Either somebody's going to die. Yeah. Or you'll get divorced or mm-hmm. you'll break up. But no matter what, even if it lasts 20, 30 50 years it will end they're all gonna end so you need to stop thinking about it like that how is it right now how is today and take it day by day Mm -hmm. like what a great thought i feel like he's probably better at that than i am (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) that is a great thought i like yeah but yeah he's probably better than than i am at it too i start doing the math i'm like all right so i'm 32 now so if i get in a relationship it's not going well. We don't want to keep it going like a year because then right. that keeps me from finding the right person. Right. Yeah. And Math then, gets a lot scarier once you're <laughs> in your thirties. Like, yeah. you know, there's, it's, it feels like 
there's more of a time crunch. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. yeah. And maybe more for women. Although mm-hmm. I don't like that argument because, you know, people always say to me, well, you don't have like the, the clock, yeah. right? Because you can have kids when you're like 50 or 60. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I don't really want to be having kids with somebody like, yeah. who's in their thirties when I'm 50 or 60. Right. And then you'll be like, what, like 70 years old when they're graduating yeah. from high school. And so, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the, the, the body clock in the way that like I right. have to yeah. by a certain time, but I've always enjoyed dating somebody closer to my age. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be an older guy with a young. Yeah. And you know, I have dated people that are older than me and this is probably like an anxiety mental illness kind of thought, but I would obsess over the fact that they would probably die before me. Like, and, and and I was like very bothered by that because I'm like, that's, that's a big source of anxiety. Um, like death in general for me, like, but, um, but yeah, so I think it's I think it's better to stick. Not that I'm saying anything bad about people who are dating with a wide age gap. If that works for you, that's great. It's fine. Like, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just scared that they'll die. My question is just always, what do you guys talk about? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good question. My mom has said that before. Like, um, like when there's is a really significant age gap, it's like, what life experiences do you have in common? Like you know yeah if you're from like different generations right it's like even if you were trying to date like a 20 year old now you'd be like mm. where were you on 9-11 they'd be like not born or whatever <laughs> i don't know like that hadn't been that long yet but almost. like but almost that long yeah so yeah, oh god it, it really has almost been that yeah, long like two years from now or yeah. something they'd be like i don't know i wasn't born yet like that you know that's, that's a, a weird weird thought yeah yeah i don't know so if you were to find that person and get married, mm-hmm. how do you see your your creative life going? Let's just say it was a happy marriage. I um I would definitely hmm I don't know. It seems like that would be still a constant struggle, even though yeah. if you if you accept it, like all right, I want to be married, but how do you work in that time to make sure you're creating? Or do you think you just wouldn't care anymore? Do you think you just no, I think I'd still care. I think I definitely think I'd still care. Um, I think there might be a period of time where I was in that whole like distracted phase that I told you about, but I think that would be very early on. Yeah. And if I could work that out where that did not like derail me and okay, we're going like best case scenario here. Like that did not derail me. Like I didn't find any major faults. I didn't run away. And so like now we're married and I am with this person. So are they a creative person too, or are they not? That's up to you. Okay. I think I've decided for myself, got to be somebody creative. Yeah. I've, I've had both. I've been yeah. in relationships with both. And I think it's got to be somebody who sort of understands that. Right. Life. Yeah. And that's what I, that's kind of where I was leaning to. Um, ideally, like we would each have our own separate spaces, like to go and create, like him do whatever he does, me do the things that I do, whatever it is that I do. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and I think, I think it's healthy in a relationship to be able to spend time apart from each other. And, um, like when I see couples that don't spend any time apart from each other, I'm kind of like, man, that's how do you do that? Then I go back to the whole thing of like, what do you can do when one of you dies? Like, you know, I go back to that cause that's how I am. But, um, I don't know. I think for me that would look like in my mind, it's very happy. Like I'm, I'm happy with this idea. 
um i don't know what does it look like to you oh well i think why the reason it's so important for me to find somebody else who's also creative and may, probably not in the same way i don't mm-hmm. know that i'd want somebody who's doing video mm-hmm. type work yeah because I just think it'd be it'd be too much it could be a lot of jealousy or competition. I just or, thought of that too. Yeah, like if I was like with a writer judgment. Like, yeah. Like just judging each other's work. You yeah. wanna be supportive, but then you're like, I don't really like what you're doing. Yeah. So That's I, a good point. I hadn't yeah, thought of that until just now. I would hate that. I don't That'd be awful. I don't mind giving criticism to people or getting criticism, but mm. I think when you're in a relationship you want somebody who just like supports you and Yeah. Like my mom, it doesn't matter how bad the stuff I make yeah. is. She just like, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's yeah. probably my favorite. Yeah. Like the stuff that I hate, she's like, that was so great. And, and you, I, you need that person yeah. though. You need that yeah. person that's like always your cheerleader, like saying like, you're doing great. Like you yes. can do the thing. So like, if I'm down coming home, yeah. like I hate everything about what I just did. Mm-hmm. I don't need somebody else to be like, yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, I need somebody to be like, no, you're great. I love you. And yeah, you're, I just love everything you do. And yeah, I understand that you don't like it, but I like it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever that is, I don't know what that person yeah. is. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, maybe this is just a dream, but that, maybe it's a dream. I, w- I would think that sort of person, but I get my time to create and I don't feel smothered by the relationship. I just think it gets overwhelming, overwhelming for me. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever got past the point where there's the, I guess the honeymoon stage or it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's so great. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Every day it's fun and everything we do is fun. Yeah. You're incredible. And then once I have some time to think, I'm like, Oh man, I'm not making anything anymore. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to stay in the job that I don't necessarily want for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then what if we get married? And then, I hate everything. And then yeah. she wants to have a kid. And You're like, oh God. Yeah, like I, I got to leave. And You're like, like going in this downward spiral like yeah. in your mind. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yeah. I, um, oh my gosh, I was going to say something about that and it just like went away. But I'm really bad about that too. Like when I get some time alone, like thinking, overthinking, like getting like into that bad, mm-hmm. like it's, I don't know. But, um, oh my gosh, what was I going to say? It was something about being overwhelmed by a relationship something about that i don't know i can't remember now okay well, i think it's unfair to other the, the other person too yeah well, i think that's another reason why it's hard to get in relationships because yeah. i'm like i just don't want to do that to somebody oh, again i remember what it was okay okay i was telling my therapist <laughs> Ugh, um i was therapy telling, talk i know therapy talk yeah um i was telling my therapist that it would just be like ideal if I could just be dropped into the middle of a relationship, like if Ooh. I didn't have to go through all of that, like awkward, get to know you kind of like, um, the miserable part of it. Like yeah. if you could just be dropped into the middle where you're like, I already know you, like I, this is what we do. Like we're just hanging out on a Friday night. Like this is just, we don't have the pressure of, I don't know, because I think that that whole part of it, that front end work is what distracts me so much. Yeah. You do got to put a lot of time in. Yeah. There's a lot of things you got to figure out and think about. And oh yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. It is exhausting. 
so exhausted. I'm exhausted just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like, oh, I'll never date it again. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what I've decided after this podcast. <laughs> and you know what? I've just I've had two people recently wanting to set me up with somebody, mm-hmm. and part of me is like, that's great. I think that is nice because you have somebody who knows you and knows the other person. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe you fit together. Yeah. But I don't necessarily feel like it. Yeah. I just don't. But I'm probably going to end up forcing myself to do it mm-hmm. just to do it. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes. But yeah. it's it, but still exhausting. Right. And I'm not even having to do any of the work. Somebody else goes, hey, I got this person for you. Yeah. And that can be that can be a whole like horrific thing in and of itself like Whoa. i've had some bad ones of those <laughs> not to put you off of it like you should definitely well, do it not gonna be doing it yeah you should definitely do it it might be great i don't know yeah we'll see yeah okay we have uh 37 seconds left 37 seconds i don't oh have gosh. to cut it off exactly at 40 okay. minutes but we should start wrapping it up okay um is there anything you want to plug um, you want to like plug your Instagram or um, at MNVenge? Oh my yeah. gosh. What do you have on there? Um, I mainly do like poetry and flash fiction on Instagram. So, and I've had a lot of fun doing the flash fiction. That's been really great. Okay. So. Any other work? I guess you can't really talk about the books yet. Because not they're yet. Not out. Yeah. Not yet. But hopefully soon. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be coming back on the podcast and saying, Hey, I've got a book coming out. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be and they can really promote it. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I have author Marnie Vinge here. Yeah, exactly. You can call me an author then, <laughs> not just a writer. Yeah. Um, well, you should come back on and we should talk about, um, I thought we might work more of this in here just with mental health, but mm-hmm. maybe just come and talk about mental health. Once. That'd be awesome. Creativity's fun. Yeah. And um, so you'll do one about mental health and then we'll talk about mental health and creativity. I like it. It's a three three episode series i like it over I'm time down. okay I'm down. um well thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me yeah and uh come back again soon absolutely okay bye bye ah creativity it's fun it's exhausting it's depressing it's overwhelming but for some reason i still like talking about it maybe because i want to figure it out but loved talking to marnie about this subject and hope to do it again soon Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.